What's up, guys? You are listening to the For Your Thoughts podcast, where psychology, pop culture, and self meet. It is me, Penny Anassi, and happy Black History Month. Let's start there because you already know, like Black people, we are everything, everything, and everything. So happy Black History Month. Um, This is season two. And I'm super duper excited because not only will you guys be able to hear me, but now you can see me as well on YouTube and I'll have some clips on on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm just super excited to now have a visual aspect to the podcast. Um, And yeah, I guess I'll like reintroduce myself a little bit for new listeners. My name is Penny Anassi. I am a mental health advocate who works in media and entertainment. Um, and I just really aim to instill more empathy, psychology, and humanity into the whole industry. I have worked in various aspects of the entertainment industry and media industry in efforts to really learn and understand like the systems that are in place and how everyone operates there from a mental, emotional level and plus, you know, a professional level in efforts to like really get in there and like make some change from a mental health and in a psychological aspect. So yeah, I studied psychology in undergrad. I'm obsessed with it. And then I went on to study media studies and media management at the new school for graduate school. And I'm here in New York doing my thing and whatnot. So if you want to like learn more about like past things, definitely go listen to past episodes as well. But yeah, this is all about like psychology, pop culture, and us as humans and yourself and me and like your spirituality, your emotional well-being and how it all intertwines all together and how we can just be better in that aspect and ultimately be better in all aspects of our life together. So like along with my journey, y'all are like walking with me a little bit on that. Although it's not about me, I always say the podcast really is not supposed to be about me like that, like that. But of course, I'm going to like, you know, let you guys in a little bit on things here and there. And then of course our guests are going to come on and really like, it's like, it's, it's for them as well. So it's really about understanding ourselves more so we can ultimately, ultimately understand each other more. And yeah, y'all, the For Your Thoughts podcast where psychology, pop culture, and self meet with all of this crazy snow. Literally it's snowing again right now as I'm looking out the window recording and the snow is still falling. The snow hasn't stopped falling since forever. And then what's wild is it started to fall in Houston. Like the last time it snowed in Houston, I feel like I was like two years old or something like that. It's getting crazy out here. But with all that being said, this weather is unpredictable, meaning your immune system is like, what the freak? What's happening to me? Why is is this changing? This is not normal. I'm not used to this. So that means you're also going to be more prone to getting sick overall naturally. But now you're going to be more prone to getting COVID-19 as well. So you need to pull up Sprouts, period, because like one thing I love about Sprouts, okay, so I'm like holistic mommy. Like I love like holistic things. I love like vitamins, supplements. Uh, That's my bag. But when I walked into Sprouts, it was like the Galleria of like holistic products. Literally, it had everything. It's 
a breeze. Everyone is so nice in there. I always say it's like Whole Foods 2.0 because literally that's what it is. They have like kombucha flavors that I've never even seen before. Kombucha brands that I've never even seen before. Freaking um, roll-on essential oil, which is so crazy to me. I love essential oils, specifically lavender because it's really, really calming. Um, and literally they have like a roll on a little cute roll you could put in your bag or whatever and just like cool little random things i've never even seen and that's the kind of little stuff that makes me happy like you know during the week and random ass little simple joys and stuff so i love sprouts um go in there and get y'all's elderberry get y'all's um thing vitamin c get whatever you need so that you are suited and booted for this crazy weather and for COVID-19. Because obviously, Sis and her new variants are here to stay. She's not going anywhere um, unless you're getting the vaccine or whatever the case may be. You need to make sure your immune system is on a thousand. So Sprouts is that girl. Or I already told you guys. But yeah, let's get into these updates because I'm super excited. We have a very, very special guest today. So let's get into the pod. Super excited for season two, by the way, if you can't tell. So, yeah. Yeah, so a very special guest. We have Jameer Pond. Someone pointed out to me, before we get into Jameer's intro, someone pointed out to me that I don't really ever have, like, heterosexual male guests on. And I was like, oh, snap. I really don't. And it wasn't intentionally at all. I'm not one of the people who was like, men are trash. I don't care about the heterosexual perspective or heterosexual male perspective because they're dodo brains. Nah, I love men. I think that there are literally some amazing men out here that we all can learn from. My brothers are the best men in the world. My daddy, my cousins, they are amazing men. And so, yeah, I'm like, yes, let's get some more men on here for sure for season two. And Jameer Pond happens to be one of those amazing men. So, um, yeah, I came across him, like, you know, just the NYC media entertainment scene when we could actually go outside and stuff. And it was like, we could have fun. But although I'm still having a blast during this COVID, but yes, when we could like actually do things and meet new people. And um, he is a Shorty Award winning creative and culture commentator, producer, host and now i want to say actor because my boy be acting okay if you go on his instagram he has this hilarious plant family series that he literally stars in directs in acts in writes for does the music everything he just does everything and it's just so funny it's so good he's he's hilarious hysterical um but yeah so you might have known him or seen him on platforms like Hot 97, The Grapevine, and my personal favorite, Black Coffee on BET with Gia Peppers and Mark Lamont Hill. That show was so innovative in the sense of like that morning talk show that you watch, you know, that gives you the news. But it also gave us like things about mental health and it also gave us what's happening in hip hop and pop culture. It had interviews and guests. It was like the Today Show and stuff, but like for young black millennials who are politically focused, mentally and emotionally, you know, developing themselves. It was a really great show on BET. Check it out. I think their episodes might still be up. I'm not sure. But I'm so excited, excited to talk to him today. 
about black men and therapy. Um, that's really what we're on. What I noticed about him post, just, you know, following him and stuff, it's like he's an advocate for mental health and therapy and he actively sometimes talks about his journey through it. And I think that's so dope as a black man, like especially a heterosexual black male to, you know, do that and like be an advocate for that. We need more of people like him. But yeah, this is like a great segue because he's also a plant lover to my personal updates. And then we're going to get into the whole episode. So yeah, I am officially a plant mom. Um, I gave birth to my kid and honestly the reason why i haven't been a plant mom because i know you're like girl how do you not have plants already just by just who i am and how i am is because i am responsible and i'm not going to bring a child into an environment that not only are they going to you know be alive and sustain but they're going to flourish they're going to flourish and be above the uh, the status quo you know like that's just how i was raised so i'm not gonna bring my kid into no place where that they're not gonna thrive not only survive but thrive so the reason why i haven't had like a real like big you know plant situation is because my last two apartments in nyc didn't have a lot of natural light like it had some of course but it wasn't a significant amount and I just wasn't going to play those games with my plants and just have my plant out here looking like whatever because it's not getting, you know, what it needs and it's not in an environment that'll just, you know, enrich it and stuff. So, yeah, I was like, OK, I'm, I had like succulents and stuff like that and, you know, cactuses and like a bamboo plant, too. But those are good. They don't need that much, you know, nourishment or whatever. So. That's why I waited this long. I'm like, okay, I'm going to wait until I get somewhere that has a crazy amount of light and can even somewhere where I can put the plant outside if it needs to be out there. So yeah, and I got my, that's an update, I guess. My um, apartment, moved into a new apartment that has really like dope natural lighting. So I'm super excited about that as well. But yeah, so Franny the Fern is her name. Respect her, know her, love her. She's a part of me. So she period. She's part of us, right? So I'm just kidding, y'all. This, yeah. Okay. So yes, Franny the Fern. She is a bird's nest fern and she's so cute. She's so pretty. Um, And she's just like her mom, honestly, but I'm playing y'all. So yeah, someone told me that now that I'm a plant mom, I can't be out here twerking in these streets. And I'm like, yeah, I really can't. Like, I totally agree. Now I have to work at home with my plant. Um, but yeah, I love the fact that I um, did that for myself. And what's really dope is like Jameer definitely pushed me to get a plant because he his plant series is funny as hell. And even the way he talks about plants on this episode, um, you guys will hear that. So yeah, um, if you haven't seen his sketch comedy, it's a series on his Instagram definitely gonna link it below and but yeah I've always read about the benefits of plants and caring for them and how they purify your space and all of that so I am really excited to start this is my first baby and I'm gonna have many more um I also want to for sure address the madness that's happening in Houston with the snowstorm and in Texas period uh, it's all over Texas I hate that my city and my state is getting struck with like 
natural disasters, even like the the crash in Dallas, that was so unfortunate. And it's baffling to me, especially as far as the weather goes. And it made me really think about, because it's just too, it's just happening too often, you know? Like the last snow situation that we had, I was like two, and it wasn't no crazy snowstorm from what I recall that did all this damage that this one did or whatever. So it had me really thinking more and more about climate change and global warming. And although I should have been thinking about that, it shouldn't take something so close to me being affected for me to, you know, really try to do my part and stuff like that. But hey, I'm starting now and I want you guys to start with me. So it's just like, how can we do our baby part to help save our earth? Like we are here now, but our kids, kids, our kids, 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 our kids, 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 they need to have an, a planet and an earth that isn't going to, you know, take out their house every freaking time it rains or it snows or whatever the case may be. So like what little things can we do to do our part? And I was like telling my, telling my friends, I was like, yo, like what if Houston turns into Atlantis or something or just, you know, because right now Houston is 50 feet above sea level and I'm not sure I'm no, no I'm not a geography, you know, expert, nothing, nothing like that, but I'm pretty sure that's pretty close and it's just like, okay, what can we do to make sure that we are preserving as much as we can? You know, I mean, things are going to happen. Evidently, it's the world. Things keep changing. Things keep growing, evolving. That's just how the planet and our world is. But what can we do? Seriously, so our kids aren't living in no goddamn Atlantis. Like, no. So I'm going to give you guys a couple of small, simple, super, super simple steps that you can do to help prevent climate change and global warming. Um, I went to the new school, which is they're huge on sustainability and global warming and everything like that. So I've heard all kind of things about it, but um, I really never, other than my water bottle and, you know, recycling, now I want to make a conscious effort beyond the norm or my norm, I guess, to do my little part. So yeah, I'm going to give you guys a couple of little tips to do so. And we're going to get right into it. And then we're going to get into our episode with Jameer. I'm so excited. Black man therapy plant. What's better than that? I don't know. But anyways, y'all, let's get into this. All right, y'all. So first, if I can do these, you can do these. Trust me. Okay, let's do them together. And like DM me and be like, yo, guess what I did? I got my own water bottle. Or guess what I did? I unplugged my flat iron, whatever it is, big or small. Let's like try. And this is like our first step. And then what we can get into the more complex things like greenhouses and all that type of stuff. So yeah, first and foremost, bring your own water bottle or mug to just refill and like do away with all the plastic water bottles. I have a water bottle that my um, best friend Shelly got me. I'm going to link the brand in the description as well. It's like perfect. It has a little handle. We have a water filter thingy and we just have that in the fridge and me and my roommates all have our own water bottles refill it up take it with you out the house in the house like that's just how what we use for our water and we don't have water bottles or anything like that so yeah do away with, with water bottles if you can um, that's a great first step honestly that's one of the easiest ones I think personally you can get a cute water bottle make put some stickers on it make it do what it do, you know, like for real. 
And um, so that's one. Second one is turn your lights off when you're not using them. I feel like my audience is black as hell. So I know y'all mama was like, turn that goddamn light off. So I know y'all asses are already turning off y'all's lights. But if you aren't, turn them off. And my mom was so sweet that she wasn't like, just like that for, you know, th- those kind of things. But I've been in homes where they were. And I will definitely be that mom to tell my kids to turn the goddamn light off. So turn your goddamn light off. If you're not in there, why that light on? Make it make sense. Let's go on to the next one. Okay. Walk or bike when you can instead of driving. I know that's like uh, the freak. Why would I do such a thing, especially for my Texas listeners? But it's like what I notice now that I walk, you know, in New York and stuff like the nail shop, my nail shop is in Houston is a walk away. It's so close. CVS is a walk away. Like different things are honestly, even my cousin's house is a walk away. And I just started like walking because I was like, I'm not going to wait on nobody to like use their car or whatever the case may be. So I just like would start walking. And honestly, it felt really, really good. And it's just like my little getaway to just, you know, enjoy some outdoors and it's not as bad as one would think. So if you can walk or bike, do that instead of driving. Number four, of course, is to vote. Like vote, vote, vote. We already know that. And, uh, you know, outside of just saying to vote, vote for the people who are actually have plans when it comes to climate change and all of these things and global warming, like who actually gives a shit about these things and vote for them on those lower levels so that we can really like see changes in our, in our planet. And for not even for us, because we're not going to really be able to see it, it like our kids are though. So yeah. Um, the next thing is if you are able to plant in your backyard, especially for my Texas people do that, like give to the earth, if that makes any sense. So the whole ecosystem, you know how the whole plant thing works. We learned this in third grade. I'm not going to probably explain it as good as your teacher, Miss Nancy or whoever the hell explained it to you in science class in third grade. But when you like when the birds, the bees and all of that, the natives and pollinators have somewhere to pollinate and, you know, continue this life cycle that God created that is actually supposed to happen, that makes the world a better place. Like things need to be have their own natural cycle. Everything does not need to be with technology or whatever the case may be. So like those small things, having a garden, planting flowers really does help our ecosystem and help our planet and world. It's really cool when you think about it. So that's the fifth one. We're going to move on to our sixth. The sixth one will be simply eat your leftovers. Like it's some spaghetti in there. It is some spaghetti in there. You know, your moms, your aunties would say that as well. Like you don't need to go get food from out there. Like, do you have McDonald's money? Because we have food in the house. There's food in the fridge. Y'all have heard that millions of times before. Honestly and truly, that little thing can help save our little planet as well because we won't be wasting, you know, resources and wasting food and just throwing things out and whatnot. So um, I'm not, I, I like leftovers. Like I honestly will like cook once and then 
eat it twice and like sometimes even three times, like maybe for lunch or whatever. It depends. I'm not opposed to leftovers. And I know sometimes it just sucks like eat the same thing over and over again. But like one thing that helps is like, okay, you're eating really to like refuel your body. Yes, you can eat, you know, for pleasure and stuff like that. But you know, like not it doesn't have to be all the time. Sometimes you just need to eat to nourish yourself and keep it pushing and moving. Number seven, unplug your appliances. If you're not using them, I feel like I definitely never really did this. Like if you're not using your toaster, your Keurig, your smooth, your smoothie maker, your Ninja, whatever the case may be, you should be unplugging it because it is still, although you're not, it's not actually powered on, it's still taking a little bit of electricity. So unplug your things. Um, yes. And then number eight would be peep the products that, you are using like specifically cleaning products and beauty products and stuff like that and make sure you don't have any harmful chemicals in there i'm gonna try to pronounce these <laughs> don't laugh at me because y'all know these these terms are kind of like weird to pronounce but like chemicals you should be looking for and please google these on your own as well there's so many um but if you see these off bat don't use it if you can i know it's kind of hard because like the cheaper products have like harsh chemicals and whatnot. But if you can do, you know, purchase ones without it, please do. So look for benzene. Don't get anything with benzene in that. Formaldehyde, we know that one. Methylene chloride, we know that one. Tetrachlorothylene, xylene. All the names sound like nah. <laughs> um, ethylene glycol, yeah. Like, make sure that every you know what you're putting into your body, what you're cleaning your space with. And lastly, wash your clothes in cool water if you can, um, and hand wash if you can, air dry, things like that. Um, if your clothes can go in cool and it's not gonna like mess anything up, go ahead and throw them things on cool. Throw them things on cool. So yeah, those are just a couple of little things. Very basic, but great starter points that I think personally we can all take heat up. I'm definitely praying for everyone in Texas and their families. It's really wild that we are, but we're going to make it through. We always do. Like Hurricane Harvey, like 2020, we made it through by the grace of God. Like we got this and we're going to keep it rocking with, with everything else. So we're, this is perfect to lead into our next topic, which will be change. Okay, so for change this week, I want to highlight Relief Gang for their efforts when it comes to helping out the community in Houston. So Relief Gang is founded by Trey the Truth and DJ Mr. Rogers, and Every Dope Girl is founded by my, by my personal friend, Raisha Smith. And one thing I want to say for real, for real about DJ Mr. Rogers and just the whole relief gang period is like Rogers is always about and down for the Houston community, like the Texas community, all of that. He's been that way since DJing like high school, I mean, college parties and stuff like that. Like he's been that way. Um, I used to work for, for those of you who don't know, I used to work for Aristocrat Life, which they just do all the main like big events in Houston and stuff like that. And um, I help them a lot with their initiatives when it comes to helping out the community and stuff like that. And just like their Christmas, you know, Christmas drives, holiday drives, 
that was a big part of my position there. And we always partnered up with Mr. Rogers. Honestly, it's like he took the lead on a lot of things. And he was like my partner in crime when it came to making sure that we got what we needed and everything was set up as far as giving back during Thanksgiving and Christmas during the holidays. And they were huge give backs. Like, so, and he was just literally, it wasn't even like a thing to where, oh, call my assistant type stuff. Nah, it was on some, he was the one right there doing everything, connecting everything, picking up things, even if he had to, all of that. So one thing I will say is like, he genuinely cares and it's not even for looks. It's just based from a deep care for humanity. And y'all know I stand for that. Love that. And of course, Trey the Truth, like the name says it for itself. He is the truth, period. So love that for Houston. And how they started was during Hurricane Harvey. Um, It was people were stuck out, like literally with the flood. It was like insane. So they were getting boats. They were getting trucks. They were getting whatever they needed from their resources as being, you know, prominent people in the South to help out the South. And honestly, like, that's what it's really about. Like when you get what you need for yourself and even before that, like this life is not about just us. Like it's about helping others on it. If, if I don't understand what else it could be about personally. So yeah, like major shout out to him and um yes, and about Every Dope Girl. So my girl, Raisha Smith, she is the founder of Every Dope Girl, super dope platform for millennials, creatives who are professionals and just creatives for women. And what I like thought about that is the fact that literally when I was like, you know, getting on my timeline to see what's going on in Houston, like her every dope girl page was on it when it came to posting about resources. I feel like we were all, you know, trying to post resources to help other people, but she was getting it before I even saw it on other pages. And her page was simply a great resource. And then Saturday, this past Saturday, Relief Gang and Every Dope Girl and Be Good, which is Beyonce's um, platform for nonprofit and, and community efforts got together to hand out water, do the whole thing, whatever people needed, food, all of that. They did something really good on that this past Saturday. Um, and yeah, I'm just like anyone who's doing their part, not even just with this, but period, whether it's big, small, whether it's silent or loud, like this change is definitely dedicated to you. I'm here with my guest, Shamir Pond. Say what's up. Hey. Geez, hey, so I up? was like, we should start the pod with your song, with your intro song. For your <laughs> but if you had a day, I'm not sure if you want to sing it first. <laughs> Hold on. Let me, let, let me see if I got it. Motown at home. He's a father of three, but you are here for me. He's doing his best. You'll laugh with your chest because it's bending. Oh, yes, it's bending. It's bending, spinning, 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 spinning. Spinning more time at home. Oh, God. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I didn't know I had that in my soul, but yeah, I it was it. right. It was right there with it. It was right there. It was right there with it. Yeah. Oh my God. So for those who don't know, we this is really about like your mental health journey, but of course we want to talk about your career journey because I'm sure that has a lot to do with 
you know, your mental health journey a lot. Ooh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah definitely. So um, let people know kind of like where you started, where you were, where you are now and where you think you're headed. Oh, all right. So I, I would say like I started in media. I started probably like 2012. That's mm -hmm. when I like officially, officially started. Um, and I was working at the New York radio station, Hot 97 and WBLS. Mm -hmm. um, that's where I, I know, like, and met and fell in love and became friends with uh, the whole Black Girl podcast. Yeah. You know, like, we, we came up together, like, all of us working in some facet of Hot 97 and WBLS. And so I, I maintained it. Yeah, maintain just like a, it's it's a great it's a great podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, but maintain like such a good relationship and rapport. We really grew up together as far as like in the media business. But after I left, uh, I got laid off. After I got laid off at High ninety seven in twenty eighteen. Well, that during like a, was it like a lot of people that got laid off during that time? Nah, it was like I want to say maybe like no, it was me and my homie Kathy. It was just <laughs> okay. like, like we just got laid off, you know. Yeah, okay. Um, and you know, I never forget what my manager at that point in time told me. He was like, you know, you you are being held back from this by by this place. Wow. You need to grow. Mm -hmm. And at that point in time, I'm like, like, kiss my ass. Like yeah. you just fired me, basically. Yeah, like what I'm supposed to do. What I'm supposed to do? I'm supposed to pay pay rent with mm -hmm. that? Like especially like hot ninety seven being such like an entity and a thing, I'm sure. A lot of people like attached you to that and it, Absolutely. you know, or you might have even attached yourself to identity, you know, like on some, like not no clout shit, but you know what I mean? People attach. No, at, no, at, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. My, I, my identity was wrapped up in that. And so I, I lost myself in a sense when I was laid off because I, I didn't know who I was outside of that. Mm. Um, and we'll get, we'll circle back to that yeah. theme later, but, um, that so that was april so by september i was working at buzzfeed's cocoa butter mm -hmm. and um you know i produced and been a part of like things that have gone viral like uh black moms try each other's soul food for yes. the first time yeah I, I directed that and you know different variations of that uh for cocoa butter and it really like blew up and at the same time um i got on a show uh, on BET called Black Coffee. This is 2019. And I was working, uh, doing Black Coffee early in the morning and then going to BuzzFeed and working for Cocoa Butter and doing them both at the same time and kind of like really hitting the mark. Mm -hmm. um, and after BuzzFeed, and again, we'll go back mm -hmm. to the mental mm -hmm. health aspect, but after BuzzFeed um, in 2020, I left and went to Condé Nast. So I'm currently a video director at Condé okay, Nast. Okay, I don't think I knew that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I kept it really on the low. It's like, yeah. it's like you know, I'm- You're on flight with it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. I promise you it wasn't like that. It's just like now um, I have a lot more alignment with who I am. And so prior, I used to really like, with High 97, wrap myself up in these brands. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, all right, I'm proud that I get to work with these brands, but I also am so proud of me and yeah. just like the creativity and, and things that I can do on like my your own. own brand, your own identity. Like you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I never had that. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's who I am now. That's pretty much my like 
eight year journey. Mm-hmm. I've been hosting. Uh, I've been just doing content left and right throughout those eight years, and you know, just proud to be here, twenty twenty one. I feel like people like on the outside looking in, like they always think that okay, if you're attached to, like this brand or whatever, they think like that's like the mark, like that's the goal. They think that you're already yeah. like in the dream. I don't think I don't think they understand like as creatives, like how it truly feels. Like you really don't have a say so in a lot of things. A lot of your ideas, although you like either they're dismissed or they're taken and you really don't get the credit that's due or even the not even the credit that's due because forget that. But like the money that should be due because these companies are making so much money off of like your work that's making them, you know, Mm -hmm. garner that attention and stuff like that. So I'm glad that you're like learning how to like separate that. That's smart to still have that and then separate it. I never really thought or have heard of anyone just doing it like that. So that's dope. Yeah. Yeah. it, it's um it's so much more in, important for me at this point in time as a creative mm-hmm. to give a lot of that energy to myself. Yeah. Right. Because I also have to remember I'm an entity, mm-hmm. just like any of these. Companies. If I bring myself, I'm bringing my entity. Like mm-hmm. this is this is a, a you know I, I put time in you know creative energy and just all kind of just all kind of creative energy for yeah. lack of better words. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're right. You make, you can make millions for a company. Um, and then really be left unfulfilled from it. Yeah. And so now before I even make sure like they're good, I make sure I put the mask over my, myself first mm-hmm. instead of like what they tell you on the air, on the airplane. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah. No, that's yeah. very smart. That's very smart. So um, for me personally, what made me be like, oh my God, he has to be on my podcast is really none of that. It's really like your talk about like mental health as a black man. Um, and that's huge. That's even why I'm in media because I just feel like it's a great um, like intersection. I feel like it's a space where a lot of people are dealing with musicians, like artists, even people behind the scenes. It's a stressful area, like a stressful like career or job, whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, we need to talk more about that. You know, people are like dying left and right suicide from like our favorites. And it's just like, I feel like it's a great space mm-hmm. to, you know, have these convos in a, in a less daunting way. So yeah. like, when did you realize like, Oh, Hey, I want to go see a therapist or what's what that journey look like for you? Uh, it happened 2019. So mm-hmm. as, as I said, I was um working at Buzzfeed cocoa butter and I was also uh, a host well, a co-host of of a of a show on BET. It was BET's first digital morning show uh, called Black Car- Coffee with Mark Lamont Hill and Gia Peppers and myself. And I had spent so much time in my career to get to that point. Like, if you know anything about New York, the hustle is palpable. Yeah. You can feel it. You can <laughs> taste it in the great. air. It's part of them. It's it, it's a different kind of beast. And so you work, bust your ass for nothing. I'm talking about promises for handshakes, not even for money some of the time, you yeah. know, doing so gigs for free. That is so true. Networking, trying to get to this point where I can pay bills doing what I love. Mm-hmm. And I had two sides that I had two sides of the coin. I could do two things that I was very passionate about. Mm-hmm. Was producing direct content and be be on on camera, mm-hmm. and I was doing both, and I wasn't happy. Still, still, I, it was it was a it was a weird feeling. Like 
Yeah, I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. So, like, you could describe to, because to put like words to like when you woke up in the morning, like what would you say? Like, was your first? Like, how did you feel, or what was the feel? You know, if you if you can describe, I know it's very much so indescribable, yeah. but if you can paint the picture for the listeners, because they sure, will, you know, yeah, sure. So, also at the time, I was I was uh, in a in a relationship mm. that was kind of winding down mm-hmm. and um that was also going on so like to to answer the question when i woke up it felt like work mm-hmm. you know i had worked my ass off to get to this point we talking about a 7 8 year journey mm-hmm. to get to this point where i could be on television and digital platforms every day doing what i love yeah and also directing and producing content. Like exactly what your mind was, like what you thought about every single day and what you worked yes. out there. And then it was like, wait. It felt it felt the same. Ex- it felt like I had to go to work because yeah. it was so much on, on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. And emotionally, I started to break and buckle. I really did. Mm-hmm. Like. I just became unrecognizable in in the sense of like very robotic. Like I didn't have time. Like I had got gotten what I wanted and it was just like, boom, Mm -hmm. tunnel vision. So I realized I was like, all right, I should probably, I I need to go talk to somebody because this don't feel right. Yeah. Don't feel right. Like I remember just like crying. It just felt heavy. I I was Mm -hmm. crying and I'll never forget like a friend texts me. And was like, yo, I just saw your picture in Times Square. And I looked at the text message and I looked at my picture on a is a billboard. Yeah. You know, and I, yeah. I, I just was bawling. Like, but not because I was happy, because I could have cared less about that at that point in time. Yeah. And that's when again, that's when I knew I was like, all right, I need to go talk to somebody. So Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of mine recommended me to his therapist, a black woman. And, um, you know, that first session was like, oh, it's something deep rooted. Like the first, it was the first session. That's crazy. I was like, I break juice way later. That's, that's crazy. It was, it was a realization that I needed this and I was no longer going to run from trying to get help. It was like. I got to be here for this. Mm-hmm. And that was 29th, summer 2019. So I've almost been in therapy for almost two years. Yeah. yeah. So how do you think it's benefited you? And what like fears and opinions like did you have before going that have like been debunked now? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. post actually going through it for a couple of years. I don't, I don't, I never had, I was in therapy. I was in therapy as a kid when my parents were boys. Mm-hmm. So I, I had a, a realization of therapy early, thank God. Um, So I knew once I started really getting acclimated in it, that I wasn't going to go in with any preconceived notions. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I went in with the, the, um, the mindset that I was going to beat therapy. Like, I'm going to beat it, you know, yeah. like. I'm going to get through it. I'm going to tell her what she need to hear. And now I'm going to beat it. Like not trying to be present. 
All like how you do like normal life. Like I'm exactly. Gonna- <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like how you do normal life. And the 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 sessions that I that I started like the four, by the fourth session, I was like, I'm I'm stripping all this. Like it's no more bravado, no more ego. Mm-hmm. Like I'm coming here as my full self. Um, but what I would say, how it's changed me. I mean, I can't even I can't even count the ways. Like mm-hmm. I would say, prior before therapy, I learned that I didn't love myself. I didn't know how to love myself. I didn't know how to set boundaries from people, from things. Um, I didn't know how to properly take care of myself as far as physically, mm-hmm. mentally, emotionally. Mm-hmm. And I think when the pandemic hit, uh, my body just went into like automatic, just cut out bad habits, started eating properly, started working out, mm-hmm. you know, started taking vitamins, started really taking my, t- taking care of myself. Yeah. I never did that mm-hmm. prior. Yeah. So, I never. Yeah. Emotionally, it changed your life, like basically. It changed my entire life and my entire outlook on life. Mm-hmm. I saw in an interview or in a clip on your Instagram, I'm not sure, but you were saying that like you, like people wanted like a certain Jameer mm-hmm. that like was no longer there or something in that sense. Can you speak more on that? Because I felt you was like, I really, really do feel this in a way. So can we speak more on like that? Sure. Yeah. Um. And what what I meant by that was that uh I'll say this black black people we've never had a chance to in this country to live. Never, literally. We don't live, we survive. We're in survival literally, mode. Yeah. You know, we're not given an opportunity to live. You know, to 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 go to therapy is is such a and I wish it wasn't, but it's such a luxury. It's mm-hmm. such a privilege mm-hmm. that some people don't get a chance to to have, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's money wise or whether it's just internally, mm-hmm. you know, not trusting and not thinking that, you know, thinking that we can be so resilient yeah. and survive. We've been doing that for a long time. I, I was in survival mode my whole life emotionally from, you know, since a young age. Yeah. And there was a Jameer who was very much a people pleaser very much like no let me make sure that everything's calm it's my responsibility to make sure that everybody's good you know keeping the party going you know just doing things that is like for what like exerting energy that you don't even have like like that i don't even have yeah you know taking on people's issues um even when they wouldn't fight as hard for themselves Mm -hmm. You know, going above and beyond for other people. And when you look back at it, it's like, what do I have to show for it? Yeah. So now, again, going through therapy and really healing and rediscovering who I am at a different level. Mm -hmm. I'm realizing, like, a lot of that stuff was not serving me Mm -hmm. in the long run. Mm -hmm. You know, It, it was it was keeping me together in the short term. But I was I was slowly breaking down. Yeah, like it was serving everybody but you. Like, but me, and I put I put everything I had into everybody else's cup, mm-hmm. and would constantly run on empty. Yeah, with all survival things, that's crazy because like some people, it's like when I wake up, I gotta figure out how I'm gonna eat. So I how gotta figure out how I'm gonna figure eat. out how why I'm crying, you know, so I'm, like or what's what's wrong with me or what like 
deep rooted issues that I might not even remember, like traumatized me from like right. years and years ago. Like that's the least yeah. of a lot of people's worries, you know? And that sucks yes. that we have to, like, that's how we have to live our lives. But thankfully it's getting better. I think so. I, I, I think so too. I think every generation is, is, is progressing. Um, Every generation progresses yeah. in a lot of ways. A lot of ways we regress to say the same as well, but I'm glad that something like mental health can even be brought up in a matter that's so serious now, mm-hmm. as opposed to being looked at and laughed at and, yeah. and scoffed at mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of, kind of be made a joke of. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, it's really not a joke how... You know, we live our lives and and there's people who haven't cried in like 20 years. Yeah. You can't imagine what's going on in in that person's head. Like, right. Imagine holding, holding in a sneeze for 25 (laughs) years. I've been trying to hold my coughs in now because of COVID. You can't can't even cough. cough. Yeah. You can't cough no more. (laughs) Coughing is done. You cannot (laughs) cough no more. It's a dub for coughing. But yes, but yes, yes. <laughs> holding that in for for twenty years, mm-hmm. you know, and even that being seen is just like if you if you show any kind of emotion, you food. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and even the sense of people who, like, you know, people are like, oh, that's just my crazy cousin, or that's just my this. But like, that might be your cousin who has like bipolar. Yeah, can be easily like treated with some medication or some therapy, mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. Like even things like that. So with that being said, is any like now that you're in therapy and, you know, um, you are kind of like going through your journey. Do you notice anything about your family or do you even have family who might have like anxiety or depression or anything like that? Do you notice any genetic things happening? Because yeah. there's a lot in mind. So and I yeah. Feel like that's thing. yeah, no, definitely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We're all in survival mode in some way, shape, or form. And it, mm-hmm. it extends past the kind of class of black people you are. It's like it 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 affects us deep rooted. Yeah. You know? So like it don't matter if you got money, you don't got money, you still black. Yeah. In America. Yes, period. Period. Yeah. So we all have deep rooted issues from that. Mm-hmm. I think it's just now I can identify them more clearer. Mm-hmm. And even in mine where I'm like, okay, I need to set up boundaries because I know how I move. Yeah. You know, I know what I'm used to. I know what I'm accustomed to. Mm-hmm. Like, so now I used to be real flighty, you know, where I, I, if I would do a project, I would do it for a little bit and then be like, ah, nah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. You know, as I turned out the way I wanted to, ah, just, you know, mm-hmm. instead of really working at it, mm-hmm. relationships, friendships. You know, just in general, have a fight and just stop talking to the person because I can't communicate. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to go back and and have a proper conversation mm-hmm. and and be accountable for my actions. Like I noticed that that's a trait that I had and that a whole bunch of other people around me had. Mm. And was it just like you think just like the way like your family has always communicated and it just was like instilled in you, or do you think it's something specific? that made you be that way. You know I think I, mean? I think it's um you know you you watch you watch people have to bottle emotions up. Yeah. That's a learned behavior. Yeah. You is. know, you you watching people like just be like think about it. 
how we compliment women, just black women. You so strong. You so resilient. Mm-hmm. Like this is learned behavior. I had to watch you. Yeah. Abused in some way, shape or form. I'm not saying that that, that was my experience, but yeah. like that's, o- that's an overly common theme of overcoming adversity. Mm-hmm. So it's a learned behavior when you see the strongest person in the room or in the family have to pick their jaw up, crack it back into place and stand up and be like, is that all you got? Yeah. It's like, okay. Mm-hmm. So you're not even going to acknowledge you hurt. You know, you in pain, you got trauma. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like it was, I think it was a couple podcasts ago, but um, my guess we were talking about basically like therapy and dating and um, women, I feel like black women where a lot of us are in therapy or mm-hmm. not, not the majority, but you know, it's happening. But a lot of our black men are not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what can you say has changed? Like as far as you, like how you approach dating and that whole thing now that you are kind of like a little bit more evolved in a sense. I, I don't look at dating. Um, I, I, my, my prere my prerequisites are different now. Yeah. You know, I don't necessarily like, I, of course I, I want you to be goal oriented. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a big thing. Goal orient, goal, goal orientation for me, mm-hmm. uh, was something that was consistent all through like what I, what I looked for, mm-hmm. but now it's more, more so of, are you happy? Mm-hmm. Because if you're not happy, yeah. it's not going to be a happy relationship. Not at all. Not at all. How can we add to each other if, like, you aren't even, like, there yet? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And if you're not happy, are are you healing in an effective way? Mm-hmm. Are you looking into that? Is that something that's forward movement? Mm-hmm. Because I, 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 I want to be, I'm, I'm striving for happiness, like, in, in a happiness. First time in my life. I'm pretty happy. Yeah. Despite everything that's going on, I've still found and carved in some room for some happiness for me. Mm-hmm. So I need to know that, you know, there's some happiness with you. Yeah. Like if, if you just hate Mondays all the time, I'm like, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> Like, I don't know about yeah. this. <laughs> we're in a pandemic every day, pretty much Monday, all right? Yeah, yeah. So, Especially I mean, now. Every day is every day. Every, every day, day is every day. Same day. Same day, same thing. Like, I need to know that your happiness is not going to lie within this relationship. Yeah. You know? Um, and just also, like, how's your relationship with your with your family? Mm-hmm. What's your relationship with, like, you got a good relationship with your parents? Mm-hmm. Things like that. Like, That's I need to know. Healthy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just more, more like, actual like I care about you questions like I'm trying to really get to know you instead of like yo what, what what's your what's your favorite color like yeah. that's 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 cool like yeah. that's I'll learn that later like are you healthy yeah I need to know that now yeah yeah um wait so what's your approach with that thing because sometimes it's like I've seen a lot of my friends sometimes like damn he, he's asking too many I know I don't think that's because I'm super like introspective and I love like deep things but some mm-hmm. people are like dang asking all these questions like way yeah. too soon or whatever the case may be I don't know Nah, I I think I think it's a it's a timing to have that conversation but I don't think yeah. a conversation like that should should wait for sure you know not not at all like I think that's kind of got to be 
you know, some of the first few conversations like, hey, you happy? Mm-hmm. You happy being here? Like, in, or in you general. Or you might notice naturally, like, by hanging out with somebody. Exactly. Right, 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 right. I think those conversations can happen naturally. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't even think about it as being evasive. Like, if I'm interested in you, I want to know about you. For sure. Because I'm be spending time, I'm putting in effort, I'm be Mm -hmm. really like getting to know you on different levels. Mm -hmm. Like, I I think I'm, I'm, I'm in a more intentional space, right? So I'm more like, Hey, if I don't have it, which I really don't now, like I'm still healing, going through stuff. So I, I don't want to be in a relationship. Plus it's like the pandemic, like yeah. I'm getting me together, but I'm, I'm I want to get to know people because you never know what could happen. Mm-hmm. But well, I'm a, I don't know what I was listening. I don't know where this is from or what interview or mm-hmm. where, or was it your Instagram? You were saying that you were like taking, like you Specifically, was like, oh, I'm not going to date for a certain amount of time. Did I hear that or am I tripping? You might have. I feel like you said that somewhere. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Nah, nah, you, you, you might have. Like, I, I need to. I want to build a foundation of friendship first. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So, and what I'm, what I mean by that is not like, yo, we could be friends and I'm a, you know, just have sex with you mm-hmm. and dick you down simultaneously <laughs> and then be like, you ain't my girl. Yeah. Nah, it's it's about like, let me really get to know you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me really get to know you. I During the pandemic, I'm like, yo, time is of the essence. And if I'm going to spend time with you, I need to be able to really get to know you. We got to have thorough conversations. I got to even know if I like you, if I like communicating with you. Like, really actually like you, yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm liking people after a while. We've noticed that, like, with the pandemic. Yeah. It's all, like, lust and stuff. And then once that's gone, it's like, do I actually like you as a person? Like As a human, do I like you? Mm -hmm. And if the answer is no, then why am I sub... Why, like, there's this, all right, let me just, let me just stay just to see, you know, what can... Nah, if it's not good, you got to be able to communicate that. Mm Mm-hmm. And not be afraid to, mm-hmm. like, cause that's how I noticed my patterns. Like I would tuck the emotions down and then bear with it. So now I know that that's some place I can't go anymore. Cause yeah. that's progressive behavior. Yeah. So let's, let's communicate instead of just making this, this gray area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's one word of advice you'd give like women? Um, I have like a little bit more, I actually have a good like amount of men, but a little bit more women that listen when it comes to dating evolves women like what's one piece of advice from a man a good guy who actually cares <laughs> well look i'm 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 still figuring out what good means like i'm getting my like i had baggage and shit you know like yeah. i'm still growing so i'm not yeah. gonna say i'm the good guy. oh no yeah you know but i'm i'm healing i'll say that the the, the one thing that i could can offer is that i would just say If he shows you who he is the first time, believe him. Mm. I think we got a hard issue with that, right? Because yeah. our, our senses, my sensor was off. Mm-hmm. I would see a red flag and be like, all right, but I can still move. You know, and it's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Your body, like, I got to, I had to learn to listen to myself clearly. Mm. And I wasn't doing that. Mm-hmm. And so now it's like, 
red flag. All right. Either we nip it in the bud or this is something we bring it up immediately because you didn't like that. Why didn't you like that? Like, uh, you don't yeah, like that. Because- it's going to happen again. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I feel like a lot of people have like an inkling or like whatever gut feeling, but you just kind of subside it because exactly. it's all fun and it's all cute and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's like you, you do have a feeling about certain things that you should like, you should definitely address. You should. Yeah. Because they're red flags to you and mm-hmm. what little micro, like micro holes do is that they, ex- they keep expanding. Mm-hmm. They expand. And the more you tuck down, the little by little by little, all that shit accumulates and then it gets bigger. Mm-hmm. And then the longer you are like with somebody, the harder it is to let that person go. If you see that you can't operate with these red flags. Exactly. Yeah, so exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause now the little stuff that you could have addressed previously, you don't let go. And now everything is like, you a volcano. Yeah. Cause you've been wanting to, you've been wanting to tell him to pick up his socks mm-hmm. on the bathroom floor. Mm-hmm. For years, you've been wanting to say that. That's and little I, by I little. definitely was a people pleaser in a sense, and especially in relationships. Because I'm already like that, you know, with just normal people. So imagine mm-hmm. how that was, like, with somebody that I love. I would exactly. just wake and then I would just, like, explode. Not in a bad way, like, yelling and stuff like that, but internally explode. Yeah. Like, break down, crying, explode. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's like, where is all this pain coming from? And it's just yes. because, like, I just let so much pass me by mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I have to definitely work on that, too. So, okay, so your plant babies, your plant daughter is dating. <laughs> so I hope she hear this. You need to hear this. <laughs> Did you tell her about this? <laughs> I, I I be trying to kick game to my plants. They don't want to hear me. They don't be listening to me. They don't take me seriously when I be dropping these gems for them. Right. Okay, so where did that even come from? Like, I feel like that. Although it's like funny, it's hilarious, it's great content. It really showed like how creative you are and how innovative you are. Cause it's like, okay, we're in a pandemic. I can't make content next to anybody. So I'm about to book and I'm about to make it with these plants. You know what I'm saying? So that yes. showed even a lot more of like who you are as a producer, as even an actor now, or like a writer, cause you write writer, everything. You know what I'm saying? So I, I do the music. Singing. <laughs> Like what? So now it's like, okay, where did that come from? Was there a reason behind it? Like, what? all right. So, I right, interestingly enough, I right, so I moved also in the pandemic. Like, okay. I was staying with my mom for a little bit, and I moved in August, and so I got my own spot. Mm-hmm. And I have said out there to a few people that like I, I wanted to start having plans, mm-hmm. but I probably was just bullshitting. Like yeah, I, I said it, and it was like. I'm a plants, but like, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And no lie, like, um, my friend Safira, I was, I, I had visited her for her birthday, socially distanced, by the way. Um, but she had gifted me her money tree, mm. and I was like, oh wow, like this is really beautiful. Like somebody gifted you a money tree, it's supposed to mean like prosperity, good luck. And, you know, you put some money under it and, you know, you attract money. I'm like, okay, I never had a money tree. I felt like a bad bitch. All right? <laughs> I was like, okay. You know, so I shot this one thing with like uh, uh, my money tree and it was like a reel on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then like about a week later, my uh, friend who, who I love dearly, her name is uh, Devon DJ. She sent me two plants. And so I was like, damn, like, I'm not here really like a plant father. Yeah. 
So I'm like, okay, let me let, let me just do let me let me do this thing. So I did this thing, Mo Time at Home, which is the series name, and I shot it like a '90s black sitcom. And um, we all love those. Uh, yeah, we all we all remember how cheesy like everything was. Mm-hmm. So I shot it and I produced it myself. I did the song, and then I threw it up, and it got such a great like review. Like people was like, yo, I love this. And I remember I was like, I, I love it too. I really like doing this. Yeah. Like, this is nice. So I said, all right, what can I do? I said, I'm going to challenge myself to do an episode a week. Mm-hmm. To throughout the week, draft and write up like whatever the concept is. And, you know, always incorporate music with it because I love music. Um, and it gives me a chance just to do everything. Yeah. Just to kind of do everything myself. And what I what I said about depending on brands for, for success, I had always done that. And I had every skill that I have now. Mm-hmm. I just never utilized all of it. And so I was like, oh, let's let's challenge ourselves. We're we gonna do a challenge. Mm-hmm. Let's challenge ourselves. And so I started doing it and I started seeing like people really like, yo, I I like this, bro. Like. This is really creative. This is really fun. Like you, you're, you're a bright spot in, in, in what's going on right now. I said, okay. Then I got like another plant from a friend, uh, Karma. She sent me uh, a, a snake plant. And then I got a plant from my friend Shaquan and then uh, another plant. Okay, from- so all these plants were coming like what, like. They just came like, yes. after, yeah, okay. So yes, you, after the fact, like, coming to the door. Yes, <laughs> okay, yes. I get, I get, okay. And so, like, they were all significantly, mm-hmm. they were all sent by Black women. Nice. And w- which has been a very, uh, th- that, that has been a big indicator in my career. And this yeah. is why I go hard, like, because every opportunity that I've gotten was pretty much from a Black woman. Black woman. Mm-hmm. Every opportunity that I've gotten stem from a black woman yeah and so i'm like this is just a symbol again of of why like i owe black women a lot for Mm -hmm. like even where i am and even my therapist i owe black women a lot yeah you know yeah 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 so with plants i know a lot of people say that even taking care of a plant is like good for your mental health Mm-hmm. Um, I, so I'm moving next week. I'll have way more light. So I was like, I'm not going to get a plant because my baby's going to perish. So, <laughs> um, how do you think that, you know, being a plant dad has truly like, honestly, this is like, like no funny stuff, but like really helped with like your mental health and just like having like a hobby period. Like what about plants? Yeah. Just like, you know I, I'm really, the, the fact that I'm seeing my plants grow and get greener yeah. and get, like stronger. You're um, talking about it like it's your baby, it's your kid. My baby, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, like these are you know, this is a real, this is a real thing, and that's why I have a lot of fun because it's like, you know, not only am I am I doing this this Instagram show for me, but like I, I want to make sure, like I heard that singing with your plants and talking to your plants and being interactive with your plants helps them grow Mm -hmm. and so i treat them like stars because i want to make sure they're good like having other living things in in a pandemic 
mm-hmm. has been really helpful for my mental health. Like yeah. I'm not going to get a puppy or a cat or, or an animal, but I have plants like, because I know I can take care of them. I know they're like low maintenance, but like, you know, I play music, mm-hmm. you know, I talk to them. Yeah, I'll be making sure they're good. Like, are y'all good today? <laughs> y'all feeling healthy? You look a little thin, babe. You look thin, baby. What's happening? A leaf falling off? Of leaf falling off. You look a little ashy right now. <laughs> let me even put some, let me get some, let me get some alkaline water for you. You look kind of ashy right now. No, but like, it's, it's just, you know, like keeping up with making sure that other living things are doing well, like. It's like a good habit, like forming those good habits. Yes. Looking at that's in your schedule for the day and the plan, especially with all this, everything's like unpredictable now, but it's good to have that. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Um, okay. Another piece of content is you and Gia doing the This Is Us oh, commentary. Yeah. Great. Um, yeah. I still have to catch up on it. It's like, This Is Us is like one of those shows where, especially if you're an empath like me, you about to feel everything. Everything. So I have to like okay, watch it. Each season, I just take a moment before I get yeah, to I understand. So, yeah. So, what do you love about This Is Us? It's, it's an amazing show. Like, what's, yeah. what drew you to that? Um, It wasn't. I, I think what drew me to This Is Us was uh, the hooks. Like, the hooks and the, the writing and how they they include so much. And they hit you, like, with a surprise punch yeah. all the time. And it's always like, damn. Like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um. I got I got hooked on that, and I think um, it's a testament to the writing. Yeah, it's a testament to the actors as well. Um, Sterling K. Brown is like he's an incredible actor. Fire! He's <laughs> an incredible actor. Like he could act with his face. Mm-hmm. You know, not not like Vi- now Viola Davis. She act with her face, face like she's yeah. acting with her face. But he he really encompasses what I what I. What I like, I, I I've seen him before in my life. Mm. Like I've seen mm. those kind of those kind of dudes, you know. I've, yeah. I've I've come up with them or like um like their old heads like around. Like I've seen that type of dude, and so it's good to see somebody that's easily identifiable. Mm-hmm. Um, and Randall, and I feel like as I've grown, even getting into therapy, I've seen Randall grow. Mm-hmm. Hit pitfalls and also like it's just, I, I think it's just a really good show that touches on trauma behind the curtain of like family but exactly. this is us this For is who we are it was like it really showed like you never know what somebody went through the twists nope. and turns to get to what you're seeing today you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying that is insane to me or, or even just like how one moment can like change the trajectory of your life, but because you encountered this person, it changed this and that person. And yeah, it was like yeah. a crazy way to like think about life and a crazy way to like really be, like, oh, like have empathy for people because yeah. you really do not know like mm. the webs behind them. You don't know. It's insane. You don't know. Yeah. 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 So I, I think, uh, you know, G and I found a commonality in that. Mm-hmm. We worked very well together. Uh, you know, like I said, we, we, we've come up together, but also just like working on Black Coffee mm-hmm. and just like being able to, I know if I throw an alley-oop to Gia, she's going to catch in a slam dunk it. Like, I'm interviewing her next week about the Daniel Fast that she did. She's, I so. mean, she's, in, she's incredible. Like mm-hmm. she's really, really, really extremely talented. Mm-hmm. And so... It makes it easy. I don't even feel like it's work. Mm-hmm. And we get up and we and we and we just we converse about the show. Yeah. 
And I trust her enough to know that her opinion is solid every time. Mm -hmm. And I know she can say that vice versa. Mm -hmm. And so we just feed off each other and have a good time. I love that. I love that. And lastly, as far as content goes, you, I think you said you directed, um, it was, uh, some content about the barbershop. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, So what, what made, like, what drew you to that as well? Okay. So I like when I was, I've never really like, seen anybody discuss that but I, I always wondered how does a gay man feel in the barbershop because it's just right. a cutthroat situation in there yeah, yeah no definitely um so while I was at a uh, BuzzFeed I I created a, a series called advice from a barber which was a look inside uh the black barbershop um and so it would, you know, very much so like this shop and other barbershop shows, mm-hmm. like go in depth with black people and talk about different kinds of experiences, pop culture, relationship, health, like all this stuff. So I knew that creating this show, automatically I knew that I wanted gay black men involved. Mm-hmm. Like I said, this is going to be a show for the whole spectrum. Like we're not just going to talk to one type of black man, yeah, or one type of black person in general. Men, yes, right, right. Because even we, we had a, we had I, I did an episode where there was a a, a woman there, and mm-hmm. she's in the her, her haircut. But like, I wanted to make a show that encompassed what all black people do, mm-hmm. because we all have again. Like I, I, I like I really like to do things. I don't like more so talking anymore. Like I can talk about it, but I'd rather show it. Yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather show it. So I wanted to have a conversation for a while about um, gay black men in the barbershop. Cause I've always wondered, like I've seen gay black men in the barbershop and I've, I've heard like the wildest conversations and I'm like, you know, some, some gay black men don't speak up and they sit there. Yeah. And they might internalize it. They might be nervous. I don't know how they feel. And so I wanted to communicate that. And my good friend, Donovan Thompson uh, from Grapevine, a lot of people might know him from Grapevine. I say, you got to do this, man. Like you got to have this conversation because it's a conversation that I know you can say what a community can't say or hasn't said mm-hmm. as widely and as as a matter of factly as you have. Yeah. So I was like, can you do this? Can you have this conversation about being black and gay in a barbershop? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the end result was I I really think a overall sentiment that this is a problem. Yeah. And if we say like Black Lives Matter, it's like, all right, we, you know, but, but like, all right, what Black life? Exactly. What Black life matter? Exactly. And at what percentage are we valuing these Black lives? Because mm-hmm. if it's 100% and it's only like cis gender Black men, yeah, then where's the women? Where's, the, where's everybody else that falls into this mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter? So I'm like, I'm not going to sit up here and create just monolithic pieces of art. Nah, I want to expand the conversation. Why do people not feel comfortable about coming to a barbershop? They pay money just like I do. Can they be included in the conversation? Mm -hmm. No. 
Why not? Let's yeah, talk, about it. talk about it. I love that. Um, switching gears a little bit. Um, okay, so two of my friends, actually, I'm sure you've heard about this because you're on Twitter. Two of my friends went viral because of the whole Bali situation. They were actually guests on the podcast a couple of episodes ago. Um, so not to talk about their story, but to just talk about going viral, period. Me and my dad went viral like two years ago as well. And it's just like crazy. And not ours was positive, though. So okay. but I really want to talk about like your viral moment. Yeah. So and like really in a sense of I am so anti like cancel culture and anti just like Internet bullying and stuff like that. And I want to talk about like how it feels to be on the other side. Like no one knows what it feels like to be the actual joke or the actual subject mm. at hand. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. So I want to know how that all went down with you and the whole Travis Scott thing. And truly, like if you want to be vulnerable, whatever you do want to share, how you felt and like what you can say to people to be like, yo, shut the fuck up. Like you don't have to make yeah. everything just but it's also still fun because you know it's Twitter, it's our thing, it's whatever. But yeah. Well, I, I I think now it's more so like now I can laugh about it, right? Like yeah. now I I done told my story and actually I, I was so like you haven't all right, so I'm I'm the cameraman that got kicked off the stage <laughs> in twenty fifteen by, by Travis Scott. So um I think at that point in time I was so worried like First of all, of what happened and how it happened. Like, yeah. and I didn't get a chance to fight him at the time. Like, that was my mindset. Like, I want to fight. I want to fight him. I don't want to talk. I want to fight. And I didn't get it. I didn't get that closure. And um, I I felt I felt I felt Just like a sucker. Mm, yeah, especially you know? as a man, like especially as a man. Although yeah. we're not gonna no, gender, you know, gender things, whatever. No, like my, my <laughs> ego is very much so my ego. My ego. Yeah. It it reinforced a lot of things. Like a lot of people tried me um growing up because I was I was short. Mm -hmm. They tried me. So I did, you know I'm sure my nine is different, but but yeah, yeah, like they, they, they try you, they you know. Mm -hmm. So like I've I've had to at times overextend myself. And put myself in situations where I I knew better. Like, don't yeah. let people push you like this. So at that moment, I I was like, nobody has ever tried me like this. Yeah, and in such a public space. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was in a dark place. Like, that was the first time I was like, man, if 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 I like, I don't know. Like, I just wanted to hurt him. Yeah, I did. Like, you know, I just I, I wanted my shot to like shoot the fair one at least. Mm -hmm. Like whatever happens, happens Um, over the years. And especially being in therapy, I was able to heal that. Mm -hmm. it, it was much more of a bruised ego than anything. Mm -hmm. But it, 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 it was reinforced by, again, the things that I had been through in the past. Yeah. It reinforced all my insecurities. And it made me be like, is this is is this is. Is this what I'm gonna be for the rest of my life? Yeah, like known as, yeah, forever. Like, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was very scared. And over the years, of course, I get to this point. Even saying it now, it's like I've done so many great things from then, you know. And I've done so much healing to get to the point where I listen to his music. Yeah, I think he's a great artist. Mm -hmm. I didn't know much about him back then because mm -hmm. I wasn't checking for him. Mm -hmm. He's a great artist. He's a generational talent. Yeah. You know, so, and it was like, Anna is not a whack song. So 
He threw me an interview. He threw me in a very popular, mm-hmm. you know, song. So I'm able to appreciate the moment now and be like, wow, I can't believe I went through that. Yeah. And telling my story on BuzzFeed was able, like, it hit a million views and it was able to really, Wait, like. I've seen that. I'm going to watch that. Okay. If you get a chance, yeah, watch, watch, watch this story. Like, I talk about going viral and mm-hmm. um, it gave it gave me redemption in a way of people seeing who I was and that I was talented outside of just that one instance. Yeah. Um, And then now I look at it as like, I've done so many great things. I won a shorty award. Like I, I've, I've worked for various companies. I'm happy now. Mm-hmm. I wasn't happy before, you know, I was excited to be, to get clout and be in the scene in New York and host and do all this stuff. But I wasn't happy. Yeah. Now I'm happy. Which is like, who cares? It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now it's kind of funny and cool. That's a great story. Like, to tell your kids. Like, it's good. It's funny. I will tell my kids, like, yo, your father <laughs> got kicked off the stage. And, they, you know, Travis Scott will probably be like, I don't know who to compare him to, but he'll be like, seasoned by the time my kids come <laughs> around. And, no, like, wow. Right. Like, you got kicked off by Travis Scott. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, exactly. son. Yeah, yeah, for me, like with the story with my friends in Bali, it's like, like they are not who the internet is saying. Like those narratives are just like kind of just like blown up and out there. Although they, I don't know the situation. What's the situation? We don't know. Nah. Okay, so two um two girls, they're a couple. Um, they basically lived in Bali. They're both influencers, and mm-hmm. they put out an ebook, basically, you know, saying like how to navigate Bali as like black women type of thing. Right. And I guess like the locals in Indonesia got a hold of it. And Indonesia is definitely a third world country. And they kind of were like, yo, like, are you working illegally here? Or like, how are you basically benefiting off of like this country? Because housing and everything costs less and stuff like that. And it just like went crazy viral. Then it went to mm-hmm. Black Twitter and they were like, oh, you trying to flex with the ebook and now da, 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 and now they're being deported. From you'll see it. Just search Bali when we get off here. Okay, Um, I got you. And so basically, their whole like identity on the internet is kind of being shattered, and it really sucks because like um, one of them, like she openly talked about like her mental health, especially on my podcast as well, about her anxiety and her depression. And that's like the first thing I thought about is like she's about like how is she gonna be like after this mentally. And, yeah. I, and I think that people don't think about it. And I guess it's fun and jokes and stuff like that. But to a certain extent, especially if it's a lie and it's like all based off of like assumptions, it just really sucks, you know? And I'm just oh, like, geez. that's like the bad part of the internet. So I just hate that. Like that happens to a lot of people, honestly, people go viral yeah. and it's just like, it's just, it's like shattering, but I don't think people understand how much of impact that can have on one person or they don't care. I think it's just me that cares so much. People just don't <laughs> care. I don't know. <laughs> The the I think the the interesting thing is is that we we're in such a here today gone tomorrow society that th- this will be yesterday's news yeah. in three weeks like people won't even be talking about it and then they'll bring it up every few years and yeah then it'll be like remember they did that dumb shit and then it's like oh yeah but then it passes and mm-hmm. you know um it's easier said than done but I know I know what it feel like. I know what it feels like. Yeah. 
thinking that it's never going to go away. But it definitely always does. Always. It's really always. That is so true. That's a good thing to think about it. Definitely. Okay, we're going to wrap up in a second. I had one more question. Mm -hmm. Um, It was about, so I feel like you are in the generation of where, like, you paid your dues, like, as far as your career goes, right? Mm -hmm. But you also are, are in, like, the internet world and internet situation. So I was wondering, like, how do you feel or what are your thoughts on people as far as, like, being able to get popping as a host or whatever on social media real quick versus somebody who had to, like, be an intern or be in promotions or whatever and had to, like, go that route? And, like, how are you adjusting to, like, this digital era period? Because it's so many opportunities and stuff like that. So, like, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, um, I think... I can't get mad in, at, at someone for utilizing the landscape. Mm-hmm. Like hard work beats talent most times in, in, in the week, you know? Mm-hmm. There's people who consistently like have built up an audience have de- in, in, in a short amount of time and have gotten huge contact contracts because they worked hard and they put they put the work in for it. Mm-hmm. Now, they, I'm, I'm I'm not saying that the person who's done it, you know. 9, 10, 11 years, but you also have to not be a, a victim of change and not wanting to adapt. Mm-hmm. I had to tell myself that, like, it's time to adapt. Like, you can grow. Yeah. You can grow. You got to learn new avenues. and Make this little Instagram reel, if that's what they Yeah, if, if, that, <laughs> if that's, if, you know, just expanding your palette. Yeah. Because you got the talent, it's there. Mm-hmm. I got the talent. It's just like, all right, how do I apply it to this new landscape? People are not, you know, I mean, I I done audition for shows upon shows upon shows upon shows, not getting it, you know, just like not getting the opportunity. And they'll go with somebody who like built up this audience. Yeah. You know, and might not have been as good, but just new audience. You know, had the audience had the right up, like had all the other intangibles. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, I would, I would just say, like, don't be afraid to adapt. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to change. Don't be afraid to grow. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to try things that are outside of your comfort zone. Because mm-hmm. you never, you just never know. Like what will attract people? Yeah, like I, I feel like people stunt their growth. Mm-hmm. You know, I know I was, I was very in a particular, very much in a particular box. Like, yeah, I just wanted to focus on talking about music and black music and mm-hmm. that's cool. But there's more facets about me that I like and that I can speak freely about now mm-hmm. that I couldn't before. Yeah. And that just comes from changing and well, changing as, as far as growing, mm-hmm. just grow. Your palate expands. I'm not going to be a victim of my own fear of change. Like I'm going to adapt because I can adapt. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. I think I had an issue with like, personally, like I love content. I love all of that, but something in it just feels like unhumbling to me, you know, mm-hmm. like, or even just like posting all the time and things like that. So I had to get over that. Like, I never want to seem like too full of myself or too any of that, but Honestly, you have to post and talk and be yourself on social media. Like that's the way that it's all going. So I definitely right. feel you. I have to like get over that and like adapt to that change. It's like okay, yeah. girl, get over it. Because 
It's all in my head, really, because people probably don't even think that. Exactly. <laughs> that 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 that's also what I was gonna say. Being confident enough to stand on your own feet and be like, what I'm putting out is intentional. Yeah. Like instead of like I might post something because I feel like I have to, or like, oh, they haven't seen me in a while, so let me just throw something up, or you know, is this throwing up too much? It's like being secure in in your content and and in your messages that you're that you're representing that you're saying. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, it comes from more of a, of a, of a balancing of who you are mm-hmm. and understanding who you are to be comfortable enough to come out with an authentic strategy. Yes. And all of that comes from healing who you are and working through all that stuff. Wow. Well, got it on back very nicely. <laughs> back. Okay. Lastly, um, I always want people to leave my listeners with like what they personally do for peace of mind. Like, any self-care tips that you personally have that you feel people might not like be into or whatever the case may be, but what's your way of like, whenever you feel not aligned, like snapping right back into it. I, I, one, one thing that I was like, oh, I need in my apartment is a juicer. And so yeah, I bought a juicer. Juice so, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, I didn't know how much like just that can uh, adjust my, it, it just my attitude, like a juice every day. Thank God, you know, I'm in a position where like I, I can do that. Like I'm just I'm appreciative, mm-hmm. gracious. But like a juice, a different kind of fruit and vegetable juice every day is adjusting my attitude. My my uh my I I, I never had like I guess I, I don't know if I had anxiety, but like it's definitely made me more calm, a more yeah. calm person, a more like person who's at peace, who's like able to focus more and not just scattered brain all the time like everywhere so i would say that is definitely one of one of them I, I work out um at home i'll go to i still don't trust the gym so still and i'm not there either i'm not there yet but I, i'll bust <laughs> out a home workout you know what i'm saying like definitely can't that. cancel my planet fitness uh yeah yeah. Like. yeah these numbers is crazy you ain't i'm not <laughs> going there right take me off the list mm-hmm. um I do that, and then I I fell in love with music again. Like I was, I feel like I did that too. Really? Yeah, in a sense. Even though we, you know, we work like we hear music all the time, but it's different. Yeah, it feels different. different now. But continue, continue. No, I was gonna say like I I fell in love with music, and um, I started listening to music that was outside of my comfort zone that I never heard before, and just different sounds and different artists. And I said, you know, this relationship with music now has allowed me to grow. In that in that way too. That's what really helps me grow creatively as well. Like listening to different music. So I just started listening to anything that made me feel good instead of just like, oh, this is this is old or, or this is new or you know, this is by white people. Like I just listen to like whatever make me feel good at the time. Who are you listening to it right now? Like what's your thing the past week or two? Oh, past week or two. Um I've been listening to a lot of I love um I love YSL. I love I like myself. I love like why YSL, like the whole um I'm sorry, young they they young stoner life. So gonna like okay. uh do like all them, yeah. That's why I just the whole collective. Okay. Like, I really I really enjoy like Wheezy. I really enjoy like Wheezy beats. So mm-hmm. um I've been listening to a lot of them. Um a lot of prints, a lot of um 
Who else I've been listening to? I have Dollars on my head on my playlist. So I do I have that's the one song that I do like. Like what? Dollars on my head. Yo, yo. Yeah, I like that song. I'll be yeah. like, I'll be like okay. I got dollars yes. on my head. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. Let me let me let me do a quick okay. I'm gonna do a quick yeah, look. I'm gonna do a quick look and then we we can wrap up. I promise. I just wanna make sure. I I shout out, but definitely Solange, like Solange when I get home. Mm-hmm. That's a that's an album that I really started to bang um during quarantine. And I was like, oh, this is fire. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand it before. Houston is was, all up in there. So huh? that's all, I said Houston is all up in there. Houston is yo, how how does that can I ask you how does that feel when you hear that album? Is it very authentic? No, it feels like I'm like riding down like 59 or the Beltway, which is like our main freeways. It feels so good it like just takes me back especially when i'm out here like it just feels like damn like okay like it just feels like home like it really does yeah. it really does yeah and it makes me feel really proud also because it's like yeah. wow we have some dope people coming out of houston definitely like, like, yeah. uh, Liz, i mean rap even even hip-hop like is really emerging the essence of it is like we are really chill authentic people like that's mm-hmm. like who we really are so it's just like that's like how the mu- the music sound is like how we are. If that makes any sense, like damn, I hear, okay, I hear you. Yeah, so I hear you. Love it. Yeah. So I I I'll just I'll just say them. I'll I'll say them. You know that, but that's really what I've been perfect. listening to the past week. Perfect. And anything else you want to leave the listeners with as far as mental health goes, um, as far as your career goes, whatever you want to leave them with, you can definitely do that. Hmm. Especially black men. They need to go to therapy. Not need, I hate to say that, but that we all need therapy, but black men who are on the edge about going or not. I, I, I would just I would just say, um, even if it's not therapy, like don't be afraid of healing. Yeah. Don't be afraid to like, yo, you getting help does not make you pussy. It makes nice. you hella strong, like mm-hmm. to accept the fact that, like, yo, I can't do this on my own. Yeah. That's a strong quality. Mm-hmm. That's not pussy. It doesn't make you soft. It makes you a man. To be able to be vulnerable enough to be like, nah, this, yo, this shit is crazy. Mm-hmm. Let let me really think about this. Let me, let me, let me really try to process that. I know it's easier said than done because tapping into your emotions is one of the hardest things ever. Because we haven't had to touch that. Because we're so used to being resilient, so used to being strong. But yo, I know it's tiring. Mm-hmm. I know what that feel mm-hmm. like. I know you tired. I know you stressed. This pandemic shit ain't no joke. You know? This whatever's going on with the country ain't no joke. We seeing it in 4D, you know? Mm-hmm. We seeing it in Blu-ray. This <laughs> Blu-ray. <laughs> it's crisp. it's crisp all right real so i just want people to understand like yo healing does not make you soft yeah make you strong you know so that's you know that's my message for black men black women Mm -hmm. you know black black people however you identify like Mm -hmm. don't be afraid to get help yes it don't make you soft. i feel like um what you say in that, I always say, like, I'd rather be strong because I went through the healing and came out of it. Although I had to probably be soft and feel all those feelings and yeah. weird moments, then be strong 
like with the mask on or be strong, you know, like that way. So I right. feel like you're stronger because healing isn't easy. We have to put that out there too. Yo, people think that therapy is like the, like it fixes you. And I'm like, that's not. No. Is. That's it, not it, it at all. It, it, it's giving me the tools to be able to check and adjust myself, exactly. but I'm not fixed by any mean means of the word. But I do identify when I'm off course. Exactly. I know it's, how to get. it's not something that okay is a destination that you're gonna get to. It's for it's right as right. life because right. then you're gonna get a wife, and then that's gonna be a whole other thing with like that's a whole other thing. You gotta collaborate with people. Like, exactly. You so, know. Very much so true. But yes, I'd rather be strong in that sense and be like unknowingly strong with the mask on and like still in pain. So definitely. Yes. Thank you so much. That was good. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I enjoyed myself immensely. I want to thank you for your time and uh, your dedication to this. Like I had a really good time.